0: It's time for the KHNS Local News. I'm Alan de Premunil. As winter turns into more winter, the brown bears of the northern panhandle turn in to den and lay in torpor until the spring. We caught up with Alaska fish and game research biologist Anthony Krupe to hear what has been learned about the process. Twenty five bears are currently tagged in his study of the northern Lynn Canal brown bear population. As of last week, two of them were still fishing on the Chilkat River. The transmitter signal from all the others indicates that they are at higher altitude. This means they have settled into their dens, or are about to. On average, in the Upper Lynn Canal, half of the bears will have gone to den by thanksgivings. Every year around this time, each bear has to make a calculation familiar to many human fishmongers. Here is Krupi. They're weighing this balance of, am I taking in
1: more energy than it is to stay warm in this cold weather? Or is it smarter for me to kind of shut everything down and go into a winter
0: hibernacula and be able to conserve that energy that they've stored? Their decision will depend on the weather, how good the fishing is, and how much fat they have already accumulated. Once they are ready bears leave the river and head for the mountains. The average altitude of dens in this region is just under 2500 feet. The bears will look for a site that will accumulate enough snow for maximum thermal insulation on a sufficient slope so as to drain well. A den can become quite humid, with mushrooms finding a proper growth environment. If the moisture becomes too much, The den will collapse, forcing the bear to dig another one to finish the winter. The most common type of den in the Upperland Canal is an excavation in the soil on the side of the mountain. Very often the bears will start to dig under vegetation, the roots serving to reinforce the structure of the den's roof. Sometimes they will dig under a boulder, which will then act like the header over a door. Some dens are rock caves, Those will be used year after year, generation after generation, and the inside appears polished by the repeated rubbing of the fur against the walls. The bears will build a nest in those rock caves using blueberry branches, duff from decayed trees, willow boughs, or sand when near shore. Some bears in more coastal climates have been known to simply build a nest on the ground and let falling snow cover them with its insulative protection. One thing seems to be consistent, according to Kruppi's observations. And one thing that is really neat with all the dens that we've gone and visited so far
1: is it's almost always in a place where they have a spectacular view of the watershed below them.
0: Once comfortably installed, the bears settle into a torpor that will see their body temperature drop 10 to 12 degrees Fahrenheit, their heart rate drop 20 to 40%, and their metabolism slow to less than half its active rate. They will also stop defecating or urinating. They will spend the next 5 to 6 months in this state. Kruppi says he once tracked a 3-year-old female who went in in mid-October and emerged in mid-June, spending a full 8 months underground. And in the middle of it all, In January is when females will
1: have their cubs in the den, and then come late April would come out of the den. The cubs are gonna be very immobile, so not really able to move that much. So one thing that's common in females that have cubs in the springtime is they spend a lot of time just on the outside of their den before the things green up where they can start to eat vegetation. They are really limited by how far that they can take these smaller
0: cubs. Over the winter, a bear will lose a quarter to a half of its body mass. But because their accumulated fat gets recycled into their muscles, bears are able to emerge from the dens with enough strength to begin the next seasonal feeding cycle. Most of the excavated dens will be abandoned and will collapse from excessive moisture. There is no indication that other animals move in and use the cavity. This thorough knowledge of denning behavior Allowed Krupi to draw a map of critical denning areas that is surprisingly detailed and useful in making predictions. This can be used to make management recommendations to regulate the timber, heli-skiing, and commercial flight industries. Suggestions include prescribed flight paths and predictable routes, and minimum approach distances and altitudes. Disrupting a bear torpor imposes a high energetic cost. A lot of work goes into that sleep. You can find a link to Anthony Krupe's hour-long presentation of the research on our website. That's it for the KHNS Local News. I'm Alan de Promenil. You can find this story and learn how to access the KHNS News as a podcast at khn.s.org/news. This is KHNS, Haynes, Skagway, and Klokwan at 102.3 and translator K220BK, Skagway, Alaska at 91.9.